Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I am your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Dave Burles Berlin. Doc, what is up, man? Feeling great this week. I played golf at TPC Sawgrass on Sunday. Sucked it up. But, yeah, I got invited. Shout out to my buddy, Jack, Shout and his family out. are members there. So they, they slipped me in their little foursome. But, you Thank know, up you, until Jack. Wednesday, the week was just like, you know, I was just kind of sliding on through until the yeah. next good thing happened in my week. I like it. I like it, man. Well, speaking of good things that have happened uh, to the world, Dave, to the world, mm. um... Mm-hmm. Something that changed the outlook of society happened in 2012. The belief. Yeah, yeah. The belief of Americans. Something that only America could do. Taco Bell. You're aware of the fine establishment. Um, We both love us some Taco Bell. Yeah. They have taught us how to truly live moss, Dave. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Indeed. In 2012, they created the Locos Taco. Doritos Locos Taco. A hard shell taco where the shell was created out of a giant Dorito. The genius! It happened. I love it. I love it. In its first year, Dave, first year, it sold over a billion dollars worth of Locos Tacos. Over really? A, yes. Yes. Wow. Jeez. Yeah, basically like around 500 million because, you know, they're about $2 each. That's a fact. So about 500 million Locos Tacos were sold. That's crazy. Um, by the way, real quick, one of my favorite things that I ran across on the internet when I was looking up the Doritos Los, uh, Locos Taco was a news mm-hmm. article out of the Atlantic. Are you familiar with the Atlantic? Hmm. I don't think I feel like we've talked about it before on the show, but I couldn't tell you like Yeah. They're they're a very it. prized periodical. So true. They're a very they're a fancy periodical. They've been going on for like hundred and forty years. And they wrote an article titled We Could Have Had Doritos Locos Tacos in the Nineties. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's that's, that's I, but I just love how they act like the Doritos Logos Tacos, like 5G broadband. Like, it's not <laughs> that fancy a technology. Nope. It's a regular yeah. hard shell taco with some nacho chip seasoning on it. So true. Doritos were made in 68. Can you believe that? They were made in 68. And Taco Bell were already out in 68. So essentially, we could have had Doritos Logos Tacos in 68 in if 68. we really wanted them. Oh. Our parents could have grown up on them. Exactly. You don't need to write the article, guys. You could have saved 5,000 words. Anyways, I thought it was a little weird that they were talking about Doritos Los Tacos. That, that's I got, a weird, like, 
number, like the 90s. Like, Word. It's a weird it, time frame to kind of like guess. It, that's a fact. Exactly. I got derailed. The reason I brought up Locos Tacos is there's another seismic cultural shift that is coming, Dave. Mm. That From is Taco as big Bell? as the Doritos Los Tacos. No, this time... It's from KFC. Yeah. KFC. What are they yeah. doing this time? They have just released a chicken sandwich with Cheetos cheese and actual Cheetos on the sandwich. What? Oh. Whoa, that's a game changer, boys. Yeah. Yeah, Dave, it's amazing. The people at KFC took a meal, a fried chicken sandwich that already... Mm-hmm was worth health-wise for you than a hard-shell taco. So true. And then added a slathering of Cheetos, which are arguably worse for you health-wise than Doritos. So true. They upped the ante on both sides. Both sides, Dave. Oh, my gosh. I think So the describe mo- this to me again. It's well, so they have, they have several options, Dave. It's not just the chicken sandwich. The chicken sandwich is sort of the centerpiece. But they have right. wings. They have my favorite, the most impressive menu item, is mac and cheese Cheeto Bowl. Or properly stated, mac and Cheetos Bowl. Wait, what? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mac and cheese with fried chicken slathered in Cheeto <laughs> sauce. Yeah. Wow. I can't, I can't wait to look at this over the break. Yeah. It's pretty have great. Have you eaten they- it yet? No, I have not. I have not tried it. But don't worry. On YouTube, there are thousands of people trying these videos. So you can get the real feel. Next week, we have to do a little segment um, talking about our experience then. I just... I I like thinking about people out in the world, you know, and they're talking to their friends, and they're like, hey, did you just hear Alaska had the hottest June on record, and the effects of marine life could be catastrophic for the world. Jeez. And their friend's just like, Jesus, would you shut up? I'm trying to find out how long this Cheeto sandwich is available at KFC. Oh, it's on. only a limited time, all right? Good Jesus. Stop bringing me <laughs> down. Another house. Hey, did you hear India is running out of fresh water? Wait, what? It's affecting, like, billions of people. Good Lord, you are a bummer. Just trying to find out if these KFC wings have hot Cheetos flavor or if it's just regular Cheetos. Oh, Jesus. Oh, <sighs> man. Like, I mean, that would be uh, so good. It would be good. That's a fact. But, I mean, there's just so many options. It's just like, hey, did you hear soybean farmers may not be, ava- they not, may not be able to recover from the devastating effects of floods and tariffs? Nope. Would you shut up? I just realized that we can stop at Publix before we get to KFC and buy a couple bags of Cheetos. Then we eat them with the Cheetos sandwich. Game changer. Mind blown. This is America, Dave. We will eat our cheesy Chester chicken goodness while being blinded by watching Tom Cruise annihilate Justin Bieber in the octagon. This is what we do. That is a great idea. Yes. But can't say much because we are the Cheetos Chicken Sandwich of radio shows, Dave. Granted, with much less popularity. So true. It's basically what we are. 
Dave, yeah, we're you... that show that people talk about but haven't listened to yet. Exactly. Like we talk about the sandwich and haven't eaten it So yet. true. Dave, are you ready to fire up our cheesy goodness that is our show? Dude, I... cheese me up and fire it up. Let's go. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. Dave, I am excited about our guest. Yes! Oh my goodness, we have the guest today. We have Bones on the show, the amazing group located in L.A., originally from England, comprised of Rosie Bones and Carmen Vanderberg. That's a fact. Uh, okay. Now, while looking over their social media, I found out something very interesting about Bones. Dave, do you want to know What's what I found out? Hmm. Tell me. Most of their hardcore fans call themselves... Boners. Sweet. That's right. Ooh. Boners. Dave, I'd, I'd like to say here and now, I'm a pretty da- big boner. It's true. You're a huge boner. I pre-ordered their album this past weekend, which solidifies me as a boner. Yes. That's right. That is right. But first, let's start where we start. Birthday suit. Happy birthday, Okay. Let's do it. Born in Miami, Florida on July 10th, 1988, our birthday suit wearer's father, Eddie Brown, was a retired Arena Football League star. And in 2006, they named him the best player in Arena Football history. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Our birthday suit wearer loved football just like his uh, dad and played for Miami Norland High School. Uh, he played running back, quarterback, and wide receiver. Wait, what? I'm going to go out on a limb and guess not all at the same time. Just maybe. Uh, uh, he could have been. <laughs> he is amazing if he did that. I want to see the footage. Uh, ultimately, he ended up going to Central Michigan for college as a wide receiver. Antonio After- Brown. Boom! Antonio Brown is correct. Yes. Let's go. Yes, drafted 195th by the Pittsburgh Steelers. He ended up being a seven-time Pro Bowler, four-time first-team All-Pro, and two-time leader in receiving yards. He was just traded this year to the Oakland Raiders. Antonio Brown. His mustache is weird. Dude, the mustache game, I mean... I can appreciate it. I mean, he puts. You know, I mean, do what you want to do. What you want to do. It just it creeped me out a little bit the first time I saw it. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, he's I mean, got good I, hair though. I, oh yeah, fantastic hair. I'm. Uh, I mean, the the mustache is too. It just creeped me out. That's a fact. You do what you want to do. I was just a little thrown off. You know me, Dave. I don't like scary movies. I couldn't handle it. Nope. Um, yeah. Nonetheless. Happy birthday, Antonio. Happy birthday, A.B. 31. 31. 31, still a baller. Uh, exactly. Long live wide receiver uh, uh, career right there. Uh, Dave, I'm not holding back. Do you want to hear this week's Millard? Give it to me. Are you mother effing ready for this week's Millard? I'm ready. Yes! It's Miller time. This week's Millard holds a special place in my heart, Dave. You want to know why? Because Millard is his middle name. 
That's right. Wait, what? Ooh. He could have gone by his first like name. A secret Millard. No, 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 no. Because he decided no. He said, by God, my parents gave me this brilliant name of Millard. They put it second, but you know what? I'm going by my second name. Yes. I'm going by that Millard. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this week's Millard is J. Millard Turner. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's right. My man Millard has been grinding in Georgia since 1946. A 73-year-old dynamo, this Millard. Yes. Millard went to the Georgia Institute of Technology for Architecture in 1970. Yeah. Yeah, Dave. Okay. Georgia that's, Tech. All right. That's right. A rambling wreck from Georgia Tech and a an engineer. And in this case, it's an architect, not an engineer. Word. But that's their saying, so you have to say it. Uh, yeah. Our man Millard graduated and was like, you know what? I've got to put my ideas to use. I just can't be an idea man. I've got to build what I draw. That's right. So he founded Millard Turner Construction. That's right. Oh, that is right. His own company. Yes. Yeah, you want to know what kind of projects they do? Let me tell you. Tell Apartment me. buildings, tell done. Yes. Bed and breakfast properties, done. Yes. Auto dealerships, yeah, they did those. Yes. They've done lake homes. Yes. They've done regular homes. Yes. Maybe you just want siding. Well, no effing problem. Millard's got you covered. That's how Millard effing party. Yeah. He can literally build anything. That's right. My God, Dave. The point I'm trying to make, Dave, is Freaking you can't. talented. That's you right. You can't spell J. Millard Turner without lame turd. What? As in everyone is a lame turd when compared to J. Miller Turner. Yes! <laughs> yes! Lame turd. That's right, lame turd. I had to dig deep for this uh, Millard. I had to oh, dig man, deep. That, that was very colorful language. Mm, lame <laughs> turds. They're all lame turds compared to that Miller, Dave. Dave, are you, are you ready to move on to rip from the headlines? Mm, rip it, Doc. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Woo! Okay, Dave, here comes a story from uh, WNEP Channel 16 in Kansas. Uh, Dave, so I'm going to take a strong stance right now, and I'm going to say, without a doubt, Dave, you haven't robbed a house, have you? Hmm. I have not. See, I knew it. I took a strong stance. I deserve that strong stance. I'm going to take another strong stance and say... People should never rob houses. That's what I'm going to go ahead and say. I, yeah. I'll agree with you on that strong There you stance. go. There you go. But hypothetically, if we were robbing a house, Wait, what? just hypothetically, mm-hmm. uh, yep. you'd probably have certain items in mind when you were robbing that house, right? Oh, like, definitely. You know, you, the jewelry. Yeah. Expensive, expensive items. Electronics. Yeah. 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 Apparently not Jeremy Sanders nope. in Kansas. Not him. Uh, so Jeremy Sanders broke into a house in Kansas, and apparently mm-hmm. the first thing he decided he needed to take uh, was a container of cranberry juice. Word. Yeah. He was thirsty, or he had to poop. <laughs> <laughs> then, not really explained why, he took his shoes off. Word. Yeah. He was being and, respectful. And he put his ID in a shoe. Oh. Then. Stupid. He decided to take a spin 
on the homeowner's inversion table. Hmm. He's yeah. having some back pain. <laughs> and uh, it's at that point that he ran into a problem. Because once he strapped himself he in stuck. to the inversion table, he didn't know how to get out of the inversion table. Rookie move, kid. So, true. so he was stuck on the table. That's when he started to yell for help, which woke the owner of the house who was actually upstairs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so Robert Hawkman, the owner, asked Sanders, um, what are you doing here? Hmm. And in the several minutes that Jeremy had to craft an answer, all that he could come up with was, uh, they told me to come here? Word. So, uh, not a good answer. Nope. Not a good answer. So Robert nope. decided that he should probably mm, call the police, right? So he called the police. Good idea. And uh, he didn't let uh, Jeremy out of his inversion table. So, of course, the police showed up, and he's just hanging in the inversion table. And uh, the police arrested him for aggravated burglary. After he was arrested, Robert Hawkman said, I mean, it's weird. Why would you take your shoes off and put your driver's license in it and leave a container of juice? So true. Yeah. That is right. Weird. That is weird, weird Robert. Weird, weird. It's there's no answer for it. But good news, Robert said he was gonna lock his doors from now on. So there you go, there you go. Ha- hadn't been locking he his doors. He learned a lesson from it. <laughs> learned a lesson. Uh, Dave, little story out of smoking gun here. Um, we've talked a lot smoking about gun. Yeah, smoking uh, smokinggun.com. Uh, oh, we've talked about uh, hard jobs on this show before. Nurses, firefighters, uh, and of course, social media influencers. That's we fact. all know the hard uh, yeah. lives they the live. Toughest. Well, get ready, Dave. Lindsay Lowry in Illinois wants to add another job to the list. Yeah. What yes. is it? So, Lindsay Lowry, just this past week on July 3rd, was sentenced to print, prison uh, for selling meth. Oh, uh, and appara- oh wow. Yeah. And apparently in the search warrant affidavit, uh, the police noted that Lindsay stated to the police, selling methamphetamines, it's hard work. Hmm. And you know, Dave, I think she may be right. I mean... I'm sure it is hard work. (laughs) Yeah, right? I mean, it's not honest. Nope. It's not legal. Nope. But it's probably pretty hard. I mean, you know... Yeah, just think about how many people, like, say no to her. I, I I feel I feel like Lindsay. I should give her an analogy, though. That's sort of like me saying, you know, if I snuck into all zoos of America and broke into the rhinoceros cages and strangled them to death with my bare hands and then cut their ivory horns off with a Swiss Army knife, that's hard work. So true, right? Wow. That that's is hard image. work. It's totally illegal, and it's not honest. But it's hard work. That's a fact. She's sort of missing the point on her job, I think. A little bit. A little bit. Maybe. Just a little bit. Dave, here's a she story needs from... to get a new job. Yeah, a new job. She hopefully will after she gets out of prison. Uh, Dave, here's a story from ABC Australia. Uh, okay. Have you ever thought about doing a little investing? Hmm. I've thought about it. I've got to wait till I get some money first. But, right. You know, eventually. Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe do a little invest, a little stock game to try to get ahead of those student loans, maybe. You know? Exactly. Maybe that. How about the cryptocurrency game? You ever thought about that? Hmm. I, I bought a crypto and uh, I regretted it. I regretted okay. it. <laughs> okay, there you go. Well, these people regret it too, but I'm pretty sure they didn't regret it like you regretted it. Uh, because I figure if you were to go into cryptocurrency, you probably did it through an established trader mm, like Charles I Schwab did. or Scott Trade, E Trade. Did you use something like that? Mm, yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, not Nick uh, Yemens. No. No, Nick didn't do that. Um, they got an invitation from coinex.org. Word. Word. Oh, coinex. That <laughs> And they said, yeah, this looks like a credible place. Let's put all of our income and all of our savings into this. Why not? So him and his wife put over $20,000. And then not only did they put in $20,000, but they convinced their relatives. They were like, this is a good idea. Jeez. This is totally a good oh, idea. Geez. You should do it. So they matched their $20,000, and they had almost $45,000 in this. And then after a couple of weeks, they got a message literally from the company, coinex.org, that said, quote, let me save you the stress, because you've been through a lot already. Coinex is a scam. Everything and everyone involved are the same. Don't bother about trying to get your money back. Just focus on getting money to take care of your family. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. And I've got to be honest. I'm, I'm a little surprised the actual scam company had to tell them this. Yes! You know? Like, there's, there's no way you could show me the name Coinex and I'd be like, yeah, that's legit. Nope. That's I'm good. In. Like, how how could you see? Not only that, but if you went to coinex.org, I think you may still be able to do this. Their company's headquarters location, if you type in the physical location, it's the London Aquarium. Hmm. Oh. That, that doesn't seem good. Uh, that doesn't do seem... research, Doc. No research. And I mean, like, before you put $40,000 in something... Don't you think maybe you'd you'd ask around a little bit? Just like a little bit, sure. maybe? Like maybe like just poke your head into a Wells Fargo and been like, you guys ever heard of this? Nope. No? I'm the only one? It's a scam? Okay, just checking. Like maybe, just a little bit. Um, Dave. Little story here yes, out sir. of uh, NBC Channel Six in Iowa. Uh, have you ever been to Dixon, Illinois before? No, sir. It's uh, sort of on the northwest side of the state. Fun fact, it's actually where Ronald Reagan grew up before he went to California. Yeah. Oh, fun fact. Yeah. Anyways, Dixon gets pretty wild at the start of July because that's when they have their annual Petunia Festival. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was that a flower? Yeah, that's right. Now, I don't know if you know anything... Uh, about petunias, Dave, but they make people get pretty rowdy. So true. Yeah. Do yeah. they? Well, the Dixon police, they had to uh, they had to tone down the rowdiness, had to eliminate a little confusion around some uh, topics in their city. And I'll read you their statement about this elimination of confusion, Dave. 
It goes, quote, Okay. We want to clear up any confusion out there. There is no swimming, bathing, washing clothes, urinating, or defecating in the water fountains at the riverfront. End quote. What? Wow. What is going on at that Petunia Festival, Dave? So true. That is getting lit. Some weird things going on. I'd also like to know if all of those things had been attempted already or if that was a little preemptive strike. Mm. You know? Like, had they just somebody. Like build up over time. Yeah, had somebody tried all of those things? Because that's impressive if people had tried all of those things in the fountain. Or if they did one and they were like, you know what? We better write a statement for all of these just in case somebody tries <laughs> one of these other things. Also, oh gosh. I like how they started with clear up any confusion. Like, did cops yeah, just go to. in case. Like, did cops go to arrest a guy who was peeing in the fountain? The guy was like, what? Huh? Wait. Well, I was totally confused. I thought these. These fountains were for peeing. You're telling me they're not for peeing. Hmm. This oh. isn't the public restroom. That is hmm. weird. Is Somebody should have. The public peeing fountain. Somebody should have told me. I thought this was a bidet used for the public. But you're telling me it's not. <laughs> That's a fact. Okay. All right. Weird. Okay, Dave. A uh, story from Yahoo News. Uh, not making Florida public schools look so good. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. So this was at Spanish River High School in Boca Raton, Florida. Uh, oh, I've um, been there. Wait, what? Okay, nice. I've been to Boca Raton as well. Uh, a I've mother, been to Spanish River. Oh, you've been to Spanish River? I've never been to yeah. the actual high school. Uh, oh, let's a, hear this one. A mother from the school, she emailed a question to the principal about how the World War II information that students were supposed to learn was prioritized mm. because she mm -hmm. was emailing them because she found out the school held Holocaust assemblies, but they weren't mandatory. And the uh, principal said, we advertise it to 10th grade parents as there are some who don't want their children to, to participate and we have to allow them the ability to decline. Word. The mother responded, um, the Holocaust is a factual historical event, not a right or belief. So true. That did not stop the principal. He came right back and said, not everyone believes the Holocaust happened. Wait, what? And uh, you oh. have your thoughts, but we are a public school and not all of our parents have the same beliefs, so they will react differently. My thoughts or beliefs have nothing to do with this. I'm a public servant. I have the role to be politically neutral, not support all the groups in the school. I can't say the Holocaust is a fa factual historical event because I am not in a position to do so as a school district employee. He added, <laughs> this is a doozy of a finisher, um... My philosophy remains the same for slavery. You know what? Wow. What? Oh, wow. What? What a one-two punch right there. <laughs> First of Goodness all. Goodness gracious. Both of those two things, definitely factual. That's a fact. A thousand percent. hundred percent <laughs> factual. I feel like this principle may turn around next week and be like, well, we had to make arithmetic optional for students. Some parents believe that two plus two doesn't equal four. Word. Um, fish. On all of these things, that's not a difference in opinion or belief. 
That's just called being dumb if you don't believe it. That's what that is. You're wrong. So true. So clear this up, Dave. Holocaust (laughs) very much happened. In fact, this year, they found 1,200 more victims of the Holocaust buried in mass graves in Belarus. They didn't even know we're there. 1,200 more, yes, people in 2019. That's why author Leibenschel, who was the commandant at Auschwitz, was tried and sentenced to death after World War II. And if you don't believe the Holocaust happened, you can actually find his daughter, who lives in America, and wrote a book called Auschwitz Commandant about how she has to grapple with the fact that her dad killed thousands of people at Auschwitz. Or, like you, you can go find a Holocaust survivor that has... A, a tattooed number on their arm. They didn't do that mm-hmm. themselves. Nope. That's not a big prank they've been playing for several years. Nope. That's a fact. So true. Jesus. <laughs> what happened to this principal? Good lord. I mean, Did what's he next? get fired? No. He has not been reprimanded whatsoever. He just said, yeah, it's a lapse of judgment. I wrote the email quick. My bad. Huh? I wrote the email quick. Yeah, I mean, that thought just popped into your head, buddy. What's next, Dave? People are gonna start saying the Cheeto chicken sandwich at KFC never happened. I mean, good lord! Myth? Like, Girl, come on! What the? Are these people living under a rock? <sighs> yeah. Oh, get your act together, Spanish River. Good lord! The guy's a freaking principal too. Goodness gracious! Uh, last story out of Metro UK, Dave. Uh, so there was an LGBT pride parade in Barcelona last week. Yes! And, uh, one of the attendees decided that he'd have to, have to stop in McDonald's to get some tasty Mickey D's treats, you know? I understand. And apparently, a heterosexual man in the McDonald's was offended by this Pride Parade attendee's short shorts and neon yellow tank top. Hmm. Um, the heterosexual man confronted the parade attendee and said, quote, I'm telling you to be discreet. You are in a public place. I don't care if you are a queer. Word. He then proceeded mm. to say, I am going to beat you Till you become heterosexual. End quote. Hmm. So two things. One. Quotation. One. If you're wanting to come off as the macho straight man, probably not a good idea to tell another guy that you're going to beat him till he becomes Mm -hmm. something. Nope. Doesn't look good. (laughs) Doesn't look good. Second. Remember when we were talking about the straight pride parade and its ridiculousness last week? Yep. This is why the straight pride parade is not necessary. So true. This never happens to straight people. So true. It's not like a guy walks into McDonald's wearing his stereotypical straight guy gear, whatever that is. I don't know what it is. And a gay guy walks up to him and is like, hey, I'm going to beat you until you become homosexual. You don't even know. Huh? Like, and dress better. That doesn't, that doesn't happen. That's probably what they think when you walk in all like sweaty and... Probably you haven't showered They're in a like, couple that days. Guy, and you're that guy needs a shower. I'm going to beat him until he becomes homosexual. I, <laughs> you, know, you know what? If he came up and said that, I'd be like, you know what? You're right. Take me out. What do I need to wear? You're you're probably you're probably better you're probably better than I am. I don't I wear black all beat the time. I don't know. Beat some sense into me. I don't know what the hell I'm wearing. I'm sorry. 
don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm completely lost. Help me. All right, guys, let's take a break. We're going to hear from our guest today, Bones. This is Bones off their new album, Pretty Waste. Yes. What a waste of a pretty oh face. What a waste that face, that face, what a waste. What a waste of a pretty face, that face, what a waste, that face, that face. What a waste of a pretty face, what a waste, that face, that face, what a waste. What a waste of a pretty face, that face, what a waste, that face, that face. And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Dave? Hmm. Guys, I know you're using your podcast app, you know, Mm -hmm. whichever one you like to use to listen Mm -hmm. to us. But tell your friends, tell your family, tell, you know, some of the people that aren't as cool and don't really know what a podcast is. Check out the www.thejockgshow.com and they can get all funky on our good stuff on there. That's a fact. So true. They'll see the upcoming shows. They'll see the highlights. They'll see the link to the Instagram. They'll see all the old shows. It's got everything. 
Plus, it's got me Literally with everything crayons. About us. Crayons in my beard and, and Dave in a bikini top. That's yeah, on there. Like, like do what it. more do you guys need? Come on. Anyways, Dave, I need a shout out. First of all, Maputo, Mozambique. Our, our people. Shout out. My yeah. puto, your puto, my puto, our puto. Um, Dave, the whole country of Mozambique. Real tough week last week. Um, Cyclone Kenneth. Cyclone Kenneth came through. Did some real major damage. Jeez. Now, now our folks in Maputo, they didn't really get affected because they're down all the way in the uh, in the south uh, area of the country. Um, But you know, we represent for all Mozambican people. Okay, (laughs) we do. We represent for all of them. So for all of our Mozambique folks out there, hang tough. Hang tough, all right? Be strong. We'll try to send out. Obviously, the show has no money, so we will not be able to send you any money. But we will send our thoughts and prayers. And all the listeners out there, they're representing for you in Mozambique. Shout out to Mozambique. Start that one out. out. Dave, another place that we love. First shout out, Hotlanta. Hotlanta. Yeah, that's I right. I like Hotlanta, too. Shout out. Hotlanta, they actually had the most listens this week out of everybody. Hotlanta. Oh, damn. They, yeah, they out. even beat Jacksonville. They were showing up in the in the, in the the big big numbers this week. Uh, shout out like to... I like to hear. Exactly. Shout out to Coventry, Connecticut. Shout out. I didn't know Coventry, Coventry. existed. But you know what? Shout Sounds out to them. fancy and proper. Yeah, exactly. And that's why they're listening to us, because we're a fancy show. Uh, shout out to Claremont, Florida. Shout out. Claremont. I think it's like by Orlando area. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and say Claremont. I'm going to go ahead and say it's Emily. It's not Emily, but we'll say it is. Nope. Um, shout out to Budapest, Hungary. Shout out. Budapest. Yeah, that's right. Nice. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Shout out Chicago, Illinois, Windy City. Shout out. Chi-town. Represent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shout out to our man Cornbread. Shout out. Representing the Chi-town. Old-time guest on go. the show. Uh, shout out San Antonio, Texas. Shout That's right. out. They didn't, okay. they didn't get any good players in the, uh, the mix-em-up, you know? Nope. They, they did not, but they'll... St- They'll be fine next year, just like they always are. No, exactly. They'll still be there. Good view, Virginia. Shout out. Shout Good out. view. Good view. Good view. Not a bad Another view. Random Good Virginia view. city. Exactly, man. We represent the VA hard. So true. Uh, shout out Dublin, Ireland. Shout yeah. out. Yeah, Dublin. Are you yeah. from Ireland? Because every time I see you, hmm. I'm not gonna finish that one. Uh, Every time I see you, done. That's a fact. Uh, Shout out, last one, to Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. Shout out. Exactly, getting hot. Hot. All right, Dave. Hot in the desert. Little Doc G in the desert for you. That's right. Can't get hotter than that. Mainly because of the desert. Like 99.5% because of the desert. Mostly desert. Because um, your beard. In the thank summer. you for Wait, all what? the listens, folks. We thank you. Yeah, thanks, uh, guys. Dave, it's time. Second birthday suit. Here we go. Born I'm on right July 10th, 1964, in Toledo, Ohio. 
Our birthday suit wearer loved football and baseball. In high school, he did both. In fact, he graduated high school and was selected in the 13th round of the MLB by the Atlanta Braves. Word. Spent two years in the minor leagues before he left and went to the University of Cincinnati and played defensive back. What? Say what? What? Oh. And hmm. studied psychology. He went on to get his master's at Ohio State, where he also was a graduate assistant for the football team. He went on to be an assistant coach at Illinois State, Colorado State, and then Notre Dame. In 2001, he became the head coach of Bowling Green. He then became the head coach of Utah in 2003, and then the head coach of Florida in 2005. Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer is correct. Yes, indeed. Let me finish this up in 2011. Stop me. I didn't. I didn't hear his age, mm. like when he was born. Right. So I was like, I was having to listen hard. Mm. Yeah, 64. 64 age. Uh, well, 64. He's born. Not that old. He's 55. Would be his age. Um. But 2011, he said he was stepping away from coaching, but he started coaching again the next year. He's like, psych, not actually retiring. Uh, and then he coached at Ohio State until last year where he retired after the Rose Bowl. Actually, I guess it'd be this year. And now he's assistant athletic director at Ohio State. Urban Meyer. Uh, yes. Good coach. Not my favorite person. You know, he's got coach. he's got some shady things, some questionable things at some of his uh, institutions there. Uh, he had a little bit at Ohio State, but you know what? It's his birthday, so the double nickel. Let him enjoy it. Double nickel, fifty-five. Live it 55. up, Urban Meyer. Yeah, there you yeah. Go. Uh, Dave, last week when you told me you were jazzed, it was because of the Fourth of July. And I told mm-hmm. you I was jazzed for Wimbledon. So true. Well, yeah, you were. I'm still jazzed because yes! it's still going on. <laughs> and since it's still going right. on, I thought, what better way to celebrate oh, than some yes. hot takes of history, Wimbledon style? H T H. Yes, H T H. Dave, here we go. First one, the first Wimbledon winner. In 1877, Spencer Gore, and he actually thought that lawn tennis was boring. What? And he was quoted as saying, this sport will never catch on. Hmm. Hmm. I'm guessing, just so you know, Spencer also, he didn't win any prize money. In 1877, you couldn't win any prize money. So I'm guessing if he could have won the 2.4 million pounds that this year's winners get, I'm guessing he'd probably be a little bit more psyched on lawn tennis. Yeah, he probably thought it'd take off. Yeah. Be a little bit more psyched. HTH. HTH. Hot hot takes of history. Uh, Dave, during World War II, Nazi bombs hit center court of Wimbledon. Jeez. Yeah. Oh crap. Yeah. They they resulted in a loss of 1200 seats in the stadium. Jeez. Yeah. And they actually couldn't put those state those seats stayed out of commission for about 10 years after the war until London could afford it again. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Big damage. This Big damage. HTH is getting juicier than I thought. Yeah, and I swear, I swear to you, Dave, if a Florida high school tries to take that out of history class, I'm coming down and I'm talking to that principal. Wait, what? <laughs> you do not take Wimbledon out of World War II. Sorry. Was that the wrong emphasis? Yeah. Was that the wrong emphasis on the wrong part of history? My bad. Anyways. Bit. Anyways. HTH. HTH. Hot, hot, hot takes of history. Wimbledon was originally put on by the All England Lawn Tennis and Croquet Club, Dave. Yeah. Wow. They actually only started the tennis tournament to pay for croquet equipment. Word. It's the only reason they put it on. They needed more wickets. Sticky Weird. wickets and virgin bats. Sticky. They needed more of those. <laughs> That's right. We need more virgin bats around here. We do. In 1882, they dropped croquet from the name because it wasn't cool enough. It only took five years, and they were like, you know what? Wait, what? This other game's not that cool. Never mind. They took the croquet out. They took the croquet out. Uh, by the way, ju- just so you know, we did mention... I-, I do know, listeners, I mentioned cricket terms right there. I know there's a difference, croquet and cricket. I know. I was. I just wanted to bring Justin in for something. I had to... I don't know I, the difference. Nope. <laughs> I had to bring in... I had to bring in the virgin bat somehow. Yes! Nonetheless, HTH... H-T freaking H. Hot, hot, hot takes of history. Uh, Dave, when the players walk on to center court, they walk mm-hmm. under the quote from Rudyard Kipling's famous poem, If. Yes! Yeah. The quote okay. is, If you can meet with triumph and disaster and greet those two imposters just the same. So true. End quote. Oh. I like so, that. So let me give you a synopsis for you listening folks out there. If you win, don't act like a conceited asshole. And if you lose, don't act like a conceited asshole because they're both temporary. <laughs> That's what we're looking for there. I gave you a synopsis. I like it. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. HTH. HTH. Of history. Dave, up until 2003, all players on center court had to bow or curtsy towards the royal box, regardless if anyone was in the royal box or not. They had okay. to bow. Yeah. They took right. that off in 2003, though. Uh, now, only players only have to bow if the Queen or Prince Charles come to the game. That's a fact. And good, uh, I mean, that's a good amendment. Uh, apparently, the queen has only been to Wimbledon four times. Word. So she doesn't come that Weird. often. And uh, Prince Charles, the last time he came was 2012, and he hadn't been since then for like 40-some years. Or, or he hadn't been up till 2012 for like 42 years. So, You'd, yeah, they don't come that often. They, they must not like tennis. Well, I mean, like you would think, at least I would think, like... I don't have anything better to do. I'm Exactly. What are you going to do? Sit at home? I'm rich, and I do a lot of philanthropic things. I might as well watch some tennis while I do these philanthropic things. So like, true. You've got, a, you, you've got a mobile device, queen. Just go there and do your philan- philanthropic things on your phone and watch some tennis. Exactly. Come on. They sing God oh, Save well. the Queen. You're there, and you're like, yeah. 
Thanks, guys. So true. Anyways, HTH. HTH. Hot, hot, hot takes of history. Wimbledon, Dave, probably won't surprise you, but it did not allow black athletes to play until 1951. But in 1951, they did. They corrected their wrong, and it wasn't. It was only in 1956. Only took five years that Althea Gibson came along as the first black athlete to win Wimbledon, yes! and she won it three times in a row. Yes! Boom! Oh wow! The American Very Althea impressive. Gibson. That's right. America! Knocking them, knocking them dead there in Wimbledon. H D H. H. T H. Takes of history. Hey, this is the last one. There is a guard hawk at Wimbledon. Did you know that? Oh a, yeah, I've seen it. What? His name's Rufus. And Rufus keeps all the pigeons out of the grounds. And I would like to say, Dave, can you imagine if Wimbledon had a guard llama? How few uh, pi- pigeons there would be? There would be a pigeon miles away. Not a single pigeon. Not a single pigeon. Can you imagine the start of a Wimbledon game when they trot out the guard llama to the Uh, middle of the match? My God. The place would erupt. In fact, what if both riders just, or both players just rode in on llamas? Wow. Oh, my gosh. Majestic. Majestic is right. Dave, that is HTH. We are going to take a break. We are going to hear another jam from Bones. This time, we are going to hear Black Blood. This is a little little bit of a ballad from him right here. After that, we will be right back with Rosie Bones and Carmen Vanderberg, better known as Bones, right here on the Doc G Show. what you need just leave cause I'm the hardest of the hard ones throwing rocks at your kind sons your romance don't fool me think there's a hole where my heart went black blood dripping on the carpet rock and roll soul gotta run I'm free me Cause I like it on my own Slowly turning into stone You know it's not cool to be happy So just don't waste Nobody else waste Just don't waste your time with me So just don't waste Nobody else waste So just don't waste Your time with me Ah 
without biting You can't hold me without fighting I'll let you stay but I won't let you sleep And I'll kick you when you leave your time with me so just don't waste nobody else waste just don't waste your time with me so just don't waste And we are back here on the Doc G Show. We are joined by Rosie Bones and Carmen Vandenberg, better known as Bones. Their album is coming out July 12th. It is fantastic. Guys, how's it going? Oh. Hey, how are you doing, Ben? I'm doing great. Uh, Rosie, I got to say, I got to start with you. I've heard a lot about uh, Carmen and uh, starting out uh, in in school as a musician, working basically her whole life uh, in in music. I've heard less about your background. What's your st- how did you get into music? Hmm. I was always doing music. I went to I was doing music forever. I went to art school for a bit, so I was doing that and sort of quit to do music full time. Um, but yeah, and I've always been like somewhat. I started off as a drummer, mm-hmm. uh, and then I and then <laughs> and then and then I started songwriting, and then I was like, that's like pop, I can write songs, and then it's just I've always done music. Very. Yeah, I pushed it at art school, and then left that to come and be a rock star. Very nice, <laughs> very nice. I started out as a drummer too. Uh, I wasn't. You did? I did. I wasn't good enough to be in a group like Bones, so no one ever took me to be. Here. So, <laughs> so I, I stuck <laughs> with radio <laughs> instead. Uh, <laughs> it's important. Someone has to do it. Exactly. Someone has to do it. Wham. Uh, so you guys, I heard, met in a blues bar. Um, were yeah. you were you both playing at the blues bar? Were you hanging out? Uh, and how did you guys decide when you met? Like, you know what? We should play some future rock together. That's what we should do. So true. We were. Carmen was playing. It was like one of those blues jam things where people get up. And I saw her playing. I was. I think I just broken up with some boyfriend. So I was out drinking on my own, and I saw her play. Very and nice. After, so I went and spoke, yeah, classic, classic thinking the whiskey's at the bar, mine. And then. <laughs> 
I went and um, I went and spoke to her, and then we just drank loads of whiskey, drank whiskey together, and just spoke about how we should do something. And then we, I think, like that night, we ended up going back to my place and just working and you know writing and just playing together. And that moment, we kind of realized we should make music together. Very nice, very nice. Uh, yeah. So the sort of third member of your band, uh, Filippo. Uh, is yeah. is the producer sort of uh, third member? How did he get to be part of the band? Hmm. Um, well, I met him at the university as a poet, and then when we started doing the music together, I said to Rosie, "I have a I have a little Italian friend of mine that would be perfect for this." The kind of I thought we'd like to play Italian guy, and then we back and go, work. Hmm. Okay. And we decided that first day when we first he came over to his house, but we were recording on him. The first day, we decided we wanted to come to LA. We didn't know how or why, but we all had this instinct that we wanted to come to LA. So we did that. We just took all our money and came here for like three weeks—no, six weeks—and got some shows. Yeah. And started. Yeah, and so you know, before uh, this this sort of last uh, reincarnation of Bones, this this push to the new album you guys actually mm-hmm. had uh you, you got sidetracked because you you made an album with jeff beck which is a great Wait, sidetrack um <laughs> and, and i love i love i've read uh, in several different interviews about how you guys started this collaboration and i mm-hmm. love how every single one of them makes it seem so cliche and like run of the mill you're like so we're at a party for queen's drummer boring yeah, and jeff yeah. back walks up and he starts talking to me he's like well i gotta go see a bone show and i'm like all right fine <laughs> like how did how did that actually like i mean were you blown away when that happened or did you know you were going to meet him how did that happen yeah. yeah i think the first thing i ever said to- I just thought what happened like that. And when it came to the show, it was literally, what, there were 10 people. It was like, Carmen kept saying, Carmen and met him the night before and she kept saying, yeah, I think Jeff X and a couple of like, yeah, what? <laughs> so we were like, yeah. They had like a guest and it was like, it was your parents, like four other people. It was like one of our first gigs we'd ever done. And it was like seven people and Jeff Beck and his wife. Carmen, <laughs> amazing. Yeah. And then we went out for, he took us out for an Indian meal afterwards and was like, listen, I really want to work. So he just, Asked Chris and Jeff, we could all work together, which is just completely insane. And yeah. then I think next week we were then in his house when he reversed this, and it was my birthday. And he basically said that he had um he uh, had this tour lined up with with Buddy Guy, and he needed to write a record for it, which was like playing like Madison Square Gardens and the Hollywood Bowl and stuff. We were like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> my birthday wild. And he was like, I need to write a record and I want to write it with you guys. So it's like we just then started writing it and then wrote Loud Halo, which was the record. So it was just insane. It was like a, it was a mental thing. Yeah. It was what we did. So we, yeah, we stopped doing Bones for about a year and a half because we tore it out. Yeah, yeah. So you guys recorded Loud Hailer, uh, and then you went on tour. And you know, I've looked through those yeah. pictures, and it's crazy because yeah. it's like you yeah. know Steven Tyler and Billy Gibbons and yeah. Misfits. And aside from Jeff yeah. Beck himself, which artist uh, that you played with during that time were you just like you had to stop and be like, "Am I really playing with them? Who 
My my biggest like my biggest inspiration for like a performer and for songwriting and for just like general coolness is Steven Tyler. Yeah. And he always has been. So true. Like, always has been everything that's always been my band that like as far as like rock and roll package, that's always that they're like the coolest. Yeah. And then when Jeff said that Steven was gonna be like the guest at the Hollywood Bowl and I was gonna like and then and then it ended up that we were singing Purple Rain at the end together, it was like it was one of those moments where this is completely mental. <laughs> like, you know, and, and then and then there was like when we were singing Purple Rain, he like had his arm around me, like little oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um when we were girlfriend boys, but ridiculous. It was like this is insane. <laughs> and you know, he was so nice and like it was just mental. And then for Carmen it was probably for me it was something like I don't know, my dream was always just to simply meet somebody guy and and like yeah. my and chillers and then, you know, let alone the, the first time I meet him was on stage. <laughs> It's just like, oh. You're gonna you're gonna meet one of your uh, heroes. Oh, by the way, you're gonna be playing with him the first time you meet him. No yeah. big deal. That's fine. It was mental. Like every night, lot, lot of so many of the nights, it was always like some other characters backstage or like come see Jeff. So it was just like it was, it was the whole thing was completely mental. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. Well, let's get to the. Uh, here and now of music we've got the new album coming out friday uh july 12th fantastic <laughs> album yes. I, I pre-ordered the yin yang vinyl i'm very excited about it. we're gonna put it yes. up in the studio here um now you guys had some killer videos for all the singles so far um and what i heard is rosie does all the directing of the videos is that true yeah, mm. yeah. yeah sir. i i've always you know I, I collaborate with amazing you know obviously because i'm in the videos i can't really like properly direct as much as i would like yeah like i would love to be able to do it but i always have to collaborate with you know we've got such an amazing network of amazing people that i work with now um who help me sort of like fulfill whatever crazy vision that i've had in a dream and yeah, so but I'm really tight on. I do all, all the artwork and all the videos. Very nice. Thank you. <laughs> so the video for Black Blood, uh, you've got uh, yeah. you've got Bonnie Aarons, uh, yeah, who, who has had a, a pretty long career as an actress, but yeah. I would say is most known uh, for playing a scary <laughs> demon nun. Um, yeah. Are, are you, first of all, how did you? Get her into the video, and second of all, are you are you a fan of scary movies? Hmm. Yeah, there's different right. here. I love scary movies. Come and, come and hate them. <laughs> okay. But I love funny. Yeah. Um, she, she's a, a friend of one of our dear friends. She does all of our makeup and prosthetics and then everything for our videos and everything. So she's they probably work together at some point, and then. She told Bonnie about her music, and Bonnie liked it. Yeah. it was so, we're so honored that she was part of it. I mean, yeah. and it was just, there's nothing, no one, with, she's got just like the most fantastic face. Yeah. When we were looking for it, she just was, she, and her, her energy on, on camera is just unparalleled. So we were so happy mm-hmm. to have her in the video. And yeah. call her a friend now. She, she's such a great woman. Very nice. Very, I'm, I'm, I'm with Carmen. Uh, scary movies. Uh, I, I'll pass. I'll, I like the video, but I'll pass on scary movies. That's yes! there's enough in the world that scares me without having scary movies. I'm good without those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. you, you guys have released a lot of, uh, of singles so far. Um, yeah. And uh, I want to know. Which song on the album are you most excited about that you haven't released as a single yet? Like- oh, we, well, well, there's, 
I mean, I think Black Dad was a really big one for us because, you know, it's a ballad and we've never done a ballad really before. So that was a really, it was quite like close to my heart. So that was one for me that was really excited about coming out. Yeah. You've got a song on the album called uh, Girls Can't Play Guitar. Uh, and yeah. this this is actually inspired by a guy that told you after a gig that girls couldn't play guitar as well as guys. Yeah. Wait, what? And uh, yeah. two things uh, that I would have wished that happened in this situation. One, I wish there could have been, you should have like, there should have been a guitar challenge like standoff. Yeah. Just, just yeah. like, I mean, because obviously if, if Jeff Beck is asking you to play with him, you're a phenomenal guitar player. So Jeff true. Beck's not going to come up to somebody and be like, oh, hey, uh, I'm I'm guessing you have no talent. You want to make an album? Like, that nope. That wouldn't happen. <laughs> then second, I really, really wish I could have heard his response when he found out that you guys were recording an album with Jeff Beck. Like, I'd like yeah. to hear what his response would be for that. Like, how is he going to counter that did you yeah his counter argument i know i'd love oh, we should we should track him down we you know, know who it is, know who it is. Obviously, yeah. yeah you never never really well i guess i guess there was never really any need to follow up on a guy like that anyways no, no, but we'll send him we'll send him a copy of the jeff beck album with flowers that yeah thank you for you literally the day that that happened and that was so literally the morning after the recording you were very nice very nice well i'm very excited about the whole album coming back uh you guys are coming back on tour on the east coast very soon actually yeah are you excited about coming back on the east coast hmm. we can't wait we love it very nice very nice well guys i i want to thank you for coming on the show today uh it's been a pleasure thank you for having us Yes. Listeners, you can check them out at www.bonesuk.com or on Instagram at Twitter and Twitter at Bones B and Bones. Right now, let's take a listen to Creature from Bones right here on the Doc G Show.
bitches call me violent You can call me silent, you can call me lamb Call me perverted, call me perfect You can call me woman, call me man I don't wanna be you, you don't wanna be me I don't wanna be you, you don't wanna be me I don't wanna be you, you don't wanna be me On the Doc G Show, you just heard Bones with Creature. Yes! Man, some good songs by Bones, man. Yes! That was ex- too- Dude, jamming out this show. Two exciting ladies, man. They seem like fun. I want to hang out. Rosie seems like she goes at a, a hundred miles per hour at all times. And I was so true. Yeah. I I might be fatigued afterwards, but I would like to hang out with them. That's a fact. No doubt. I would l- still. You try. I would. Try I would hardest. try to hang, and then I'd be like, "Hey guys, I'm an old heterosexual guy that doesn't know how to dress, and I need some help from some Pride Parade members, and I also need a nap because you've tired me out. Yes! So I need help in all directions now. Dang it! <laughs> Dang it! Yep, uh, about accurate. Nonetheless, they got their new album coming out. You guys need to check it out. It's actually coming out just in two days. It's coming out on Friday. It's going to be <laughs> phenomenal. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, Dave, I actually also want to mention, I forgot. I forgot an HTH. Well, I didn't oh, really forget did it. Forget. I didn't really forget it. I just didn't put it in. It didn't make the cut because it wasn't really... Uh, it wasn't a. It wasn't an HTH. It was more just a fun fact. But the fun fact is that Maria Sharapova. You know her. Hmm. She actually. I've heard of her. She hit a hundred and five decibels with her scream, with her grunt. Wait, what? That's how loud that her grunt was. Impressive. Exactly. What does that compare to? The, well, that's like a starting of a motorcycle engine. Being beside a motorcycle oh, engine. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's some real deal grunting right there. That, that's that's why we're not professional tennis players. No, this is can't do this that. is mine. <laughs> what? That's mine. Yeah. What? They're like, who did a <laughs> did a barn mouse is, just die? Is something, is something die? What yeah. happened? <laughs> Anyways, all right, Dave. Third birthday suit. You ready? I think so. I'm feeling good. Okay, born July 10th, 1980. In Abilene, Texas. Our birthday suit wearer was the daughter of a minister. She grew up in a very religious household. 
because her daughter, or because her father was a minister, obviously. Word. She developed a mm-hmm. love for singing, and so she started singing in the choir, obviously. Katy Perry. Nope. Nope. She was a finalist for the show, The Mickey Mouse Club. She was a finalist with Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, and Justin Timberlake. Ultimately, though, she didn't get to be on the show. But she did land a record deal with Proclaim Records. Ultimately, the company went bankrupt, but she went on to sign another deal with Columbia Records. Hmm. Record executives wanted to promote her in contrast to Britney Spears and uh, and Christina Aguilera. Jessica Simpson. There you go, Jessica oh, Simpson. Let's go. Very nice, uh, Dave. That, she was told to embrace. Was she was told to embrace anti-sex appeal by the record record executives. Word. Uh, her debut single was "I Want to Love You Forever." In 2002, she married Nick Lachey, also known on the show as Nick Leachy, probably one of my favorites <laughs> where they sign into a hotel and the guy doesn't know his name because he's not nearly as famous as Jessica Simpson. And he's like, uh, Mr. Leachy, your room's ready? And I was like, <laughs> that's not his name at all. Nope. Uh, had a show called Newlyweds on MTV. In 2005, she filed for divorce. That really cost her right there because she filed for divorce and Nick got mm-hmm. $12 million of her money. Ka-ching. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Cost her a little cash to divorce Nick. Yes! Uh, anyways. It's expensive. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Anyways, she's still doing, she's still making albums, she's still out there doing her stuff. She is turning the big. Is she? Three, yeah, she is. She's out there. I saw some pictures of her on vacation with her uh, her new husband. They married in, I think, 2014. Huh? So true. Yeah. Anyway. Who's she married to now? I you don't know. Don't remember his name. Not important. Oh, obviously, it's going to... Happy birthday, Jessica. Obviously, it's going to come in previously on Doc G next show, so get ready for that. Yep. That's going to be there. Oh, yeah. Anyway, well, That's my childhood crush, so I don't want to hear about who she's married to now. Really? But I'll listen anyways. Really? Oh. Uh, Oh, Childhood that was crush. the one. Yes! Wasn't Kelly Kapowski? Guess you weren't old enough for that. Oh well. No, I was too young. Nope. Yeah, it was Jessica Simpson. Uh, mm. Kelly Kapowski. She was the winner. Anyways, it's her yeah. birthday. Thirty-nine. <laughs> Thirty-nine for Jessica Simpson. One more year of the thirties. Live it up, Jessica. Live it up. Yes! You go, girl. Dave. Uh, it's needless to, needless to say, we've got great guests coming up on the shows. The shows, my of God. Of course. My God, the shows. They just you, you just keep them coming, Doc. Dave, we got Katie Cole from the Smashing Pumpkins. She plays the keys for the Smashing Ooh. Pumpkins. If you would have told the fifth grade me that I'd be interviewing somebody that plays with Smashing Pumpkins, I would give you some goofy... Guy Fieri comment like shut the front door. That's right. I am interviewing who shut the front door. (laughs) That's what I would say, man. We also have Jesse Valenzuela from Gin Blossoms. My goodness, the Gin Blossoms. Such a band, man. Such a band. We've got Collective Soul coming on the show. Collective Soul, man. Say what? A band that has been jamming for 25 years. Oh, my God. You don't know wow. how me and my Meemaw used to rock out to Shine, Collective Soul, the song uh, Shine. If only I could see if only I could see you guys dancing. You don't even you know. You together. don't even know. We rocked out 
Dave. We rocked out. Yes. Meemaw had. I believe it. Meemaw had one rule in her in, in her Cadillac. You you could only play songs that she could understand the lyrics to. If she couldn't understand the lyrics, couldn't play it. Yes. She could understand the lyrics, mm-hmm. Collective Soul. So they were in. Uh, we also have Ryan Clark coming on from ESPN. Fantastic man. Oh yeah. Can't wait for all of these guests. But obviously, it's the end of this show. So I've got to tell you that I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Dave Burles Berlin. Doc, I think it's about time for me to start my birthday festivities. Oh, snap. So, say what? So I'll see you next week. I'll be 26. Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, old, distinguished Dave Burles Berlin. I'm on I'm on the wrong side of 25 now. Oh, I wish I was. Yes! I'm on the wrong side of 80. Wait, what? Man. It's li- I'm, I'm, I'm lying, listeners. I'm not that old. I'm old. Not that old. Not that old. All right. Anyways. In- Close, though. Until next week, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity-doo-dah.